right, so I'm back with another one with Over the Top the Podcast. And as y'all know, I always bring y'all a special guest. I think I'm a little loud. Okay, I'm good now. But as y'all know, I always bring a special guest. And I ain't been back in a while, so I know y'all miss me. And I had to bring my big brother, my mentor on here. I'm going to let him introduce himself, man. I'm, I'm glad to be back. And I'm extra glad because I told him I wanted him on there. I wanted him on here. So I'm glad he on here. And I'm going to let him introduce himself. So I'm Deshaun McClain. I'm a black yoga instructor. Yeah, I like to say black in front of that because I want you to know what I am. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a community health worker. And I'm also, uh, I like to call myself a professional motivator. Man, absolutely. And uh man, I, I the, the reason I wanted him to come on here is because first of all, he been a he he helped me get through my hiatus. I ain't like like he really helped me get through it. I was talking to him more than anybody through my hiatus and just uh before that when we met, um knowing that he was a, a black yoga instructor, that's 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 just wild to me. So I, I really want him to talk about that, talk about some mental health things. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get straight into it. Straight into it, man. Um, talk about yourself a little bit. Like, what what got you into this yoga? Uh, who is Deshaun? So Deshaun, man, I uh, I had to <clears throat> think about that for a quick second. But <laughs> you know, I'm a king, and you're a king as well. I, I like to address brothers like yourself as kings. You know, absolutely motivation to hold their hold themselves at a higher standard. Um, and what got me into yoga, I had lost my way. Mm. And um, I was trying to find myself again. Mm. And uh, I don't know, <clears throat> it was a young woman I was dating at the time and she had told me to come to a yoga studio. So when you, I ain't gonna lie, when I used to think about yoga, I thought it was like just old white people stretching. Right, know? right, yeah. And I was like, I ain't really into all that. But she wanted me to go, so I went with her. It was a um, yoga studio called The Hot Room. Mm. It's located downtown. So I went there, and uh, I did a hot yoga session with her. And I was like, okay, this ain't bad. And I think I went with her a second time. This might have been in, like, 2019. And um, after the second time, I started going by myself. Mm. And at the time, I didn't think about the mental part of it. It was only about stretching because at the time I was still, uh, I wouldn't say boxing, but I was training. I was lifting weights and stuff like that. So it was more of like, oh, I get to stretch before I work out. This feel good. And then I had met um, a woman by the name of Precious. Shout out to her. Come on now. Shout out to Precious. <laughs> I now call her my guru, but at the time when I met her, Man, she just had this like real warming, just vibe about her that just every time I talked to her, I felt like I was just melting, you know. And um, I I haven't felt that way in a long time. It was like that motherly feeling. And um, she used to, used to talk to me every time I went into the yoga studio. And long story short, one day after coming there for a while, she was like, "You should teach yoga," and I was like. I know that threw you out. Yeah, I was like, nah, dog, I ain't really with all that. And she was like, okay, just think about it. And it wasn't like she was pushing it on me, but she she knew what she was doing. She was really planting the seed. Yeah, yeah. So I would come in again, and she was like, have you thought about what I told you or what I asked you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. And I ain't about <laughs> to be in here teaching these white folks. That, that, that was my mindset. Yeah. And then um, I had my I got another homegirl by the name of Sky. Mm. And she was saying the same thing. Why ain't you going to do it? You might as well. And I'm like, man. And she's a yoga teacher, too. So they were in my ear, and they was, they knew what they were doing. They was planting the seeds. So eventually, I ended up um, just to try it out. I was like, you know what? It ain't going to hurt to try. So I went to where I now teach at called City Yoga. And it just so happened that the next training landed on my birthday, which is March 1st. Mm. So I was like, okay, they got to be a sign because March 1st is around the corner. That's when this starts up. Yep. And uh, me fast forward through it. Now I'm here. You know, I went through a five month training. I learned some stuff. Uh, the owner of the studio, he put me in position to win and I took off. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I'd have been to, uh, I think, three of his yoga events. Different. Different. And, um, I think two of them was the black it was r&b music so it changed my life if y'all go look on my instagram 
Um, I did after going to one of his yoga events. I had went to the crib and started doing yoga with my daughter. <laughs> I, all because of him. So so shout out to you. I appreciate you for man planting that seed in me and just uh, inviting me to the yoga class and showing me something different. Cause again, we don't see too many black males doing yoga. Yeah. What so what, what keep you what keep you inspired? Like what keep you going? Man, my children, bro. I got three beautiful daughters. Mm. Um, and just seeing them evolve is just like I never was that smart. At least I don't think I was that smart. So just watching them grow and actually introducing them to yoga and, and letting them get to watch their father, a black man, you know, teaching yoga and doing yoga is like they may not get it now, but I know when they get older, they're gonna be like, damn, my daddy is the shit. Man, what? That's fire. I know, man. So that my kids actually keep me going. And then people like you, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate like that, yeah. words of affirmation is one of my 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 love languages, man. And just when people give me words of affirmation, it just keeps me going. Like, okay, you're doing the right thing. Especially coming from another black man that's doing something special nah, yeah. in the community too. So yeah. Appreciate you, bro. Nah, I appreciate you as well, man. And and coming from where we come from, you from Indiana, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you know, like it's it's serious. So so it's like coming from where you come from. How you feel like it inspired the just the people from from Naptown? Man, uh, it's it's still a work in progress. Uh, I see a lot more black individuals doing yoga. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been around for thousands of years if you want to talk about the history of yoga, but um for our people actually engaging in it, I didn't see many even when before I started teaching and now that I am teaching is people like I just got a random text from one of my friends was like, you, I think I want to teach yoga. Wow. And I'm like, go for it. You know, I'm always encourage you to do what you feel like you want to do. Mm -hmm. Purpose. Mm -hmm. I found mine. Yeah. So um yeah, man, it's just, I don't know, it's just a beautiful feeling, man. It just be able to evolve, especially coming from where we come from and yeah. watching other people kind of slowly change their lives. And if you, it's about planting the seed. So I know some of them, I know some people you feel like aren't engaging in it. Mm -hmm. But when you out at a gas station and you see one of your buddies pull up and he like, what's up, bro? Yeah, man, you still doing that yoga thing? It's like... <laughs> It's like I didn't think it's a phase for you. You know what I'm saying? They it, 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 they think it's a phase, but at the same time, it's like I think they respect me because it's like bro ain't really out here like he used to be. He really doing something positive. Right, right, right. And every time I I see somebody that it's either the yoga thing or bro, you still at the gym, man. I really need to get in there. And some okay, I'm gonna give you this quick story real quick. So go ahead, go ahead. We love the story. I went to the gas station. Um, this is probably about four or five months ago. And this dude was like, hey, man, I got, uh, what did he say? It wasn't Percocets. It was some type of pills. He was like, hey, bro, I got these. Uh, it wasn't X. I don't know what it was. It was some pills. And he was like, uh, he was telling me that I want to buy some. He was inside a gas station. I was like, nah. I said, but I teach yoga. You should come. Mm. And his buddy looked at him, and then he looked at me. And, I, you know, these are young dudes. So, you know, most young dudes, if they don't really respect you, they'll say something off the, off the charts or something. He was like, bro, I really think I need that, though. He was like, y'all do damn. meditation? I'm like, damn, he really engaged. Yeah. And I gave him my number and everything. Now, did he show up? No. But I still got his numbers, so it ain't And it's a seed planted yeah, as well. Yeah, it's a seed planted. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Man, it's, it's beautiful, bro. Nah, definitely. I want to I wanna go into your story, too, just to – just to show them how, like, you know, you're a yoga instructor, but where you come from, it wasn't even, people wouldn't even put the two together. So, you know what I'm saying? If you tell a couple stories about, you know, just your upbringing and uh, maybe some of the things that you went through and you grew and you've grown from, grown from, grown from. <laughs> Look, and I'm over there talking like you. Know? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I saw good, but, uh, man, I ain't gonna lie, when I was younger, I used to always try to fit in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was always a goofy little dude, but I always wanted to fit in. And I I used to have low self-esteem, too. A lot of people mm -hmm. probably couldn't tell because I was so goofy. Yeah. But I used to want to be like the little light-skinned dudes with the brown eyes because <laughs> they got all the girls, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I, I wasn't fortunate enough to get all the yeah, girls, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had acne bad. I had a gap, you know, I yeah. got my braces off, shout out. 
But hey. uh, <laughs> I had a gap and everything, and I was self-conscious. And uh, I used to want brown eyes and all, because that's all I seen. Mm-hmm. But then when I started getting older, and I started coming into myself uh, and started being more, you know, confident, uh, it, it got a little crazy. Because then I started running with dudes that we all were lost. You know what all I'm saying? Right, it yeah. really can't blame them. You can't. I really don't like to say that they were bad influences or anything because they was just a product of their environment. You right, know? yeah. Um, I started trying to be like them. Mm. I was carrying a gun at 17. My mama didn't know half the stuff I was doing. She raised us well, but we still broke the rules. Yeah. So I really can't blame her. And I hate when people go on the internet and start blaming parents for some of the stuff the kids are doing because half the time, man, these parents are in survival mode. They don't yeah. know what their kids doing while they at work. Facts. A lot of us didn't have our fathers. And then some of us that were fortunate to have our fathers, we still were trying to fit in with the one that didn't have his father. Mm-hmm. We want to be like, bro, bro seemed cool to us. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was running with. He seemed like a cool dude. He's smacking people in the face for no reason, whatever. <laughs> you know, a little dumb stuff like yeah. that, bro. And I wasn't a bad kid. I just did bad. I just made bad choices. Decisions, yeah. Yeah, bad decisions. And, man, I don't know. The first time I went to jail, I was 18. The first time I did a robbery, I was 19. After that, I was 20, did a robbery, did a robbery when I was 21. It was more after that. A lot of stuff I did, I never got caught for. Um, I had found out that I'd been locked up 10 times. I didn't even know that. So a police officer looked me in my face and was like, oh, wow. So you've been locked up 10 times? <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> he hit you with one of yeah, them. Yeah, he hit me with one of them. And, and I was just doing a lot of stuff, man. I was robbing people. I was smacking people for claiming my hood. And I, to be honest, I don't even own the block. Right, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And to be honest, so I don't even, I don't even say it no more, but most of my family from the west side of Indianapolis, either Hallville or Land Life. Mm-hmm. We moved around a lot, so I stayed on Post Road. I stayed mm-hmm. on Penn Street. That's how I know all these people from the east side, south side, and all these other different places. I only claimed Hallville at the time because that's where my family was from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If you want to be real, like we lived over there, but we always moved around. So yeah. I knew people over there, but I wasn't over there from a young pup all the way up. Yeah. I was moving around a lot. Yeah, and that yeah. was me trying to, so I would smack people from claiming Hallville that I <laughs> felt like wasn't from Hallville. Yeah. Just trying to fit in. Yeah. It's a, when I turned, when I was going, turning 21, my brother got shot in front of me because um, at the time I was blaming myself for the choices I made instead of being a big brother um, and trying to, you know, calm down the situation. I swung on the first person I seen. Mm. It was us versus a whole party of dudes. Instead of us walking away, I swung. Mm. I knew they was going to swing. Landed my brother getting shot, and he's no longer here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Sorry for that. That happened in 2009. Mm. 2010, another one of my brothers got shot and killed. Mm. It was him, and it was another one of my brothers. The brother that passed, no, the brother that died, Hold on, I'm getting it mixed up. The brother that survived, been out and been in and out of prison his whole 20s. So he kind of still kind of like institutionalized. Mm. Um, and he got shot a year or two after he got shot that time with my brother. Dang. You know what I'm saying? I didn't been in midst of shootouts. Um, all type of just crazy stuff, man, just that I ain't proud of. But I honestly can say it made me who I am today. Absolutely. So, so where was the turning point? Man, the turning point was when I had my daughter. So I'm going to tell you this story. My The brother that died in 2010, I got a phone call, and it was uh, my phone was blowing up, but I wasn't answering it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know at the time it was people calling to say, your brother, two of your brothers got shot and killed. One of them they thought was dead, but he really survived. Mm-hmm. And um, I answered the phone, and they like, you know, your brother – your brother gone. I'm like, my brother gone. At the same time, they telling me this in the other room, my oldest daughter, mom, is her water breaks. Ah, man. So let me back up. April 1st, my brother that passed away, he called and played a joke on me. So they said that he got shot. 
April 2nd, he really did get shot and he died. April 3rd, my daughter was born. So hours after my brother getting shot, I'm going from Methodist Hospital over to Wishard at the time to on the little monorail thing. I'm going from hospital to hospital to see the brother that's still alive and to see my daughter that was born. Mm. And I named her Angel because that was my turning point. I feel like she saved me because I was I was on the path of destruction, bro. Mm. And uh, after that, man, I had two more daughters, and uh, I kind of changed after that. I was still mm. doing little dumb stuff like going to the club and getting drunk and hanging out, but all that robbing people and stuff, man, I had put that behind me after I had. I ain't going to say after my first daughter. Yeah. <laughs> but after the next two came, it was just I was a family man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang, so it, all you've been through <clears throat> with all that trauma, how do you cope? What do you do for your mental health? Man, meditation, dog. What's the benefits behind that? Bro, just mental clarity. Like, mm. Even if you wake up and do five minutes of meditation, uh, I had seen this researcher. He did some research. Um, I forgot his name. And he was talking about the benefits for 30 days of doing five minutes of meditation for 30 days. And it would drastically change the way you perceive things, the way you see things. And um, now I haven't got as disciplined as that, but I just realized like even waking up, meditating and stretching too for 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day, man, it kind of change your mood when you're going through your day. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. even going to work, I noticed that if I meditate before I go to work, I'm more calm than I am if I don't meditate and I go to work. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And then prayer as well. Yeah. So, you know, my beliefs are a little different than other people. I do believe in a divine creator, you know. Mm -hmm. But the way that some people may pray, I pray a little different. And I talk to my ancestors as well. So, yeah. yeah, I hope I answer your question. Nah, yeah, yeah. I, I get to go. Nah, nah, that, nah, that definitely answered my question, and because uh, I had two other things that I was thinking, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about. Um, one of the things I wanted you to explain that how the yoga class that I've been to, you know, so the listeners, if they interested on ever coming, and then I wanted you. I don't know if you remember anything that you told me during the hiatus, but I want you to share that with the people as well, since I'm really kind of back from it. But you can start with uh, the yoga and just how it's all set up. And just how, how, how if they ever come, what they can expect. Okay, cool. So I teach a class, um, teach multiple classes. Uh, and the title of it is Rhythm and Flow. But, you know, I went and got my LLC and yada, yada, yada. And now Rhythm and Flow is me. So when you see me, it's either Dayshine, Paradise, or, you know, some people after this podcast might start calling me Rhythm and Flow. But. My classes at uh, City Yoga are called Rhythm and Flow. And what you can expect if you come to my classes, we play soulful music, R&B music, and it's a vibe. And I feel like yoga is a spiritual, you know, a spiritual thing. But think about it. When you play Erica Badu or something, what kind of feeling do you get? You feel like good. You, you, be, feeling, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, play some feel good or something <laughs> like that. You feel a little good. You know what I'm saying? So why not play that in class while we're doing movement? You Absolutely. Know? And uh, all my classes are like that. I got a diverse class as well where everyone is invited in. I don't change up nothing. You get me, rhythm and flow. Right, right. And I still play Erica Badu. Most or, definitely. You know what I'm saying? India, Iria, whatever. Because I want everybody to experience my blackness. Yeah. And um, two of the cl- matter of fact, the class you came to is a BIPOC class. And if anybody don't know what BIPOC is, it stands for Black, Brown, Indigenous People of Color. And that's that's all it is in two of my classes that I teach is just people like us, hmm. that look like us, that identify as us. I don't care about your body shape. Um, I don't care about your pronouns or anything. Black hmm. is black. You know what I'm saying? And black is beautiful. Right, I don't right. care if you gay, straight, bi, whatever it is. It's, if you black, you know what I'm saying? Facts. You're that's welcome facts. to yeah. those two classes. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I think that's what I love about the class. Yeah, man. Yeah, and Especially that soul music that you're just playing. Come on, man. <laughs> and I switch it up from time to time. You might get some Summer walkers or something in there. But yeah, absolutely. It's just a vibe, you know what I'm saying? And we yeah. end it with meditation. I don't care if it's 10 minutes of meditation. Either it's guided meditation or it's just me playing sounds. Because I don't like to talk all the time. Yeah. So, uh, and that's that's what that is, you know, when it comes to my classes. Um, 
Absolutely. And uh, I ain't going to lie, that's one of my favorite parts of the um, yoga class is the meditation because <laughs> I don't get too much time to really just relax and just... And that little 10 minutes just take me to a whole another world. Yeah, sitting still, man. We A lot of us aren't used to sitting still. Yeah. Even for 10 minutes. Like, I see people fidgeting within five minutes of laying down. It's like they haven't grasped the concept of sitting still. Yeah. Or even being with themselves. Yeah. You sit at home for five, 10 minutes, your mind going all over the place if you ain't got the TV on or you ain't got something electronic on. Yeah. People can't even go to sleep without having a sound on. All right, most definitely. That's crazy. The fan or something. You got to have something. No, it's. I'm just going to throw a percentage. I guarantee 75% of the world cannot go to sleep without some type of sound. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I, I, I got to have a TV on. You know what I'm saying? The TV, yeah. the fan. Yeah. yeah. Even meditation sounds, but like sitting by yourself. Because I didn't have classes where I don't play nothing. For real. Just later. Okay, okay, yeah. Learn the art of sitting with yourself. Yeah. It's a very uncomfortable thing, but we got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Most definitely. I don't know. I love it. That's my favorite part of it. Just, I remember the first one you said, I thought you were asleep. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were asleep. I wasn't asleep. But, uh, so, yeah, man, uh, I want to ask you, if it was somebody that you could give a shout-out to that helped you got to where you at today, other than your baby girls. Who would it be? Man, bro, it's a lot. Why? It's a whole lot. <laughs> well, give a give a message to all of them then. I'm gonna give a message to all of them. Cause you don't wanna you don't wanna leave nobody out. Yeah, they be bad in the mud, they see this. <laughs> I don't wanna leave nobody out. Um and, and 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 to add on to what you just said, I don't I kinda like don't like the expression, what is that, self made? Come on, man. Because I don't care who you are, you didn't do that yourself. At all. Come on, man. I make that. I be making that clear. I do a lot of things by myself, but I have a lot of people that pour into me. Mm-hmm. Like through my head, issue, we was talking. Yeah. He was pouring into me, you know. And the other people that someone like they pouring to me to get me to this point. Like, like me, I don't got a lot of family that pour into me, but I got a lot of people outside, like the friends, close people that I speak to, that encourage me and speak life into me. And I feel like that's important to have, man. Especially on them harder days. Who do you talk to? I made a post on on, on on Twitter, I think it was like three days ago. It was like, who going to motivate the motivator? Oof. <laughs> Oof. I, uh, my buddy said today, he said, uh, what did he say? I said, who going to motivate the motivator? And I think he was like, the motivators? Or something like that. I don't know what he said. Man, <laughs> that's a simple answer. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah. What, so, so as far as like everything that you got going on, man, what's next for you? Honestly, man, that, that idea changes all the time. Like, I know what my purpose is now, but I don't know what's, your purpose? what's next, man. My purpose is actually getting people to their next step. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. Yeah. I mean, I got people that ask to work out with me all the time. I got people that ask me, like, what my diet is, how am I so strong, what I eat. Matter of fact, I'm about to pull up what you what you uh said to me during the hiatus. Come on, man, tap in and shout out. I do want to shout out a couple. Ah, right, go ahead, go ahead. I want to shout out Precious and Sky because without them, I it wouldn't be no rhythm and flow. It wouldn't be no all black classes. It wouldn't be none of that. Um, they don't want to put me in the game and they put that bug in my ear and watch that plant grow. So uh, I want to shout out both of them. I want to shout out all the black yogis that I've came across um that out there doing their thing i ain't gonna go down a whole list because it's about 30 of them mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying people don't even know it's yeah i'm a, a black male i'm a yoga instructor but there's a lot of black yoga instructors out there. see and we need to know about them we need to know about it yeah. for sure but uh i want to share this so y'all I had... talk your shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all so i had asked him before my head it's like man any advice he can give me before going into it anything he could tell me that's what he said. And I screenshotted it and actually kept it as my screensaver. Wow. I don't even remember what I said. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he texted me back and he said, um, to take it easy, uh, to take it easy on yourself. Also, it's okay to make goals, but don't get caught on them. We work towards goals, but at times if we don't reach them, we get disappointed. 
understand there is no final destination to our journeys. That message right there is what really, I, I, I look at it every day and it really kept me going with my hiatus. And, and for anybody that uh, don't know that I took a, hiatus, took a hiatus in January from literally everything, social media, sex, liquor, from some people, um, from everything that I got going on my podcast, what I had going on my podcast, um, everything that I was doing, I just took a break from and really spent time with myself and my children. Um, and it really changed my life. If y'all go look to where I was at, to where I'm at now, how I'm moving, the moves I make, different confidence that I have now, it was based off that hiatus and going back to the drawing board, fighting a whole lot of demons during that time. Because, you know, uh, with the with the hiatus, I was sober. I was sober from the dopamine that social media give you. I was sober from, you know, uh, the liquor, the sex, you know, you can't run from y yourself. I heard a, a guy today, I talked to him, he said, uh, if you look in the mirror and you see a stranger, it's time to take that stranger on it. Damn, I wish I, I'm bad. Cause he, he killed, he's like, stop taking hey, that. I'm on. over here staring like, hold on, give me the joke. <laughs> hold on, what he say? I think he said, if you look in the mirror and you see a stranger, it's time to take that person on a date or something like that. Ooh. But it was fire. I'm, I'm going to have to get back to y'all with that. But, but basically, in this hiatus, it really, I feel like a, a part of me died and another part of me grew, and it just took me to the next level. Uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, took my confidence to the next level. It uh, showed me who I could become. I encourage everybody to take a break from the world and everybody and just take some time. It don't even got to be for a month. I took a month. It was crazy. But take a, take a hiatus for a week, a couple, three days, to, uh, delete social media apps. Also, I wasn't eating no fast food or none of that. I was eating a whole lot of fruits. I was meditating a whole lot. I wouldn't get no haircut if y'all seen me. Y'all wouldn't even recognize. <laughs> <laughs> but I got but, a question. Oh, uh, yeah. I got a couple questions. Can I interview the interviewer? Ah, man, come <laughs> on. I'm, I'm ready. I, I love the questions. Yeah, so let me ask you this question. What is your deepest fear? Not accomplishing, not getting to that level to where I could create generational wealth. I guess, and I know that sound kind of crazy to some people, but I really do want to get to that level because I've been fighting so hard to get to that level, and I don't want it to be like, ah, oh, he was fighting all that and not get there. Mm -hmm. But also, I don't want to be chasing this thing so long to the point where when I finally get it, and I'll be like, look what I got, look what I look, what, I did it, I did it, daughters, and my daughter's like, we needed you then, and you were spending all your time chasing that. It's cool, you got it, but I mean. Yeah, it don't it don't really matter. It don't matter to us. We don't care about what you achieve, even though you feel like you was achieving it for us. We needed you then, so I don't want to get caught up. That's what I fear: getting too caught on what I'm chasing, yeah. and not focused on what's right here and right now. Cause sometimes I feel like I ain't got time. I don't have time to be playing, so I'm chasing it now, and I keep telling everybody to wait, and I can't tell everybody. I can't tell my daughters to wait, you know. So that's that's me being transparent with y'all. I feel like that sometimes, like, dang, I ain't been the best dad. No, I'm, I'm, so I'm calling all these people, but I ain't called my daughters today. Mm -hmm. So I can make time for business, but I can't make time to call my daughters. Yeah. So I get caught up with that. And then not only that, nah, I, ain't gonna say, <laughs> I ain't gonna say, I'm about to get deep. Oh, my God. Get deep, bro. Get deep. Go ahead and let it out, man. man. That's why I asked you that question, because hey. I really wanted to know. Uh, yeah, yeah, not that. Man, that's really my deepest fear, because I'm chasing it. And I just don't want to overindulge into chasing that and miss the now, the moment. So focused on the future, but I'm, I ain't focused on the now. And I think that was one of the things that made me really appreciate the hiatus because it slowed everything down. We off, we off on there, but we good. It's still on here. Okay. But yeah, that's the that was the thing that 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 really have have me in fear mode is to I need to calm, I need to slow down. Look at where I'm at now, appreciating the moment, the time that I'm at, and understanding that it's the journey. It, like you said, it ain't the, it ain't the destination. Cause when I when I finally do get to the destination, it's gonna be like, was it all worth it? Yeah. You know, you missed all the the happy times. Like you gotta stay focused on what's really important. And I get caught up into it cause I do have multiple children. So it's like I don't got the free time like other people think I I would. That's that's why my drive really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I got to. Yeah. What, what was your other question? What's your other question? I got some. Hey. Yeah, so um, 
let's take you back five years ago, right? Mm. Did you ever see yourself being who you are today? The, your five year ago self. <laughs> did you ever think you would be where you are today? Uh, or did you already know, like, I already know where I'm headed. I know where I'm going. I know. Nah, I, nah, I wouldn't think I'd have been. I'd be super proud of myself if I knew that I accomplished the things. I wouldn't even recognize myself, honestly. I did want more, but I didn't know how I was going to get to where I'm at right now. But I probably wouldn't recognize myself. I'd probably be like, bro, you did what? If I was talking to myself now and to the fire, you doing what now? You doing events, man. You ain't doing no events, man. You ain't win no award, man. You talking? You doing a podcast with visual? Yeah. How you doing that? What? Man, stop playing, <laughs> man. You don't know how to throw no events, man. You, you, ain't, in, you ain't inspiring nobody like that, for real. That's so, yeah, I, nah. Nah, most definitely. And what really changed my mindset was the books. Like, them books really, because it gives you different perspectives and it teach you different things. It take you to different places. Yeah. So them books really, really, I probably, anybody that's listening to this, start reading books. Um, all different type of books. You know, I was reading more self-development, financial literacy books. And those books taught me different mindsets and different things which made me actually write my book because what I realized is that's all different people's philosophies. That's all different people's thoughts and ideas, perspectives. And we all got thoughts and ideas, perspectives on different things. So we all can write a book, really. It don't no, it ain't no different from somebody that wrote a book than you. You just ain't literally sat down and wrote it. But everybody can write a book. It's just somebody else's thoughts and ideas. So that's what really inspired me to write my first book. But no, nah, I don't think, I, I don't know. Nah. Nah, most definitely. I look at some of the Facebook statuses that pop up from like three, four years ago. I'm like, what was I talking about? Tripping you out. Why am I cussing like this? On, like, uh, what type of ignorant type of person? <laughs> I'm making ignorant posts. I'm like, what was I on? I know the, the grown people on my Facebook like this little dude. Ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. It's crazy. Dang, yeah. You got some good questions. Man, yeah, because the, the follow-up question is if you could talk to your self in the next five years so you being in the present moment if you could talk to yourself in the future what would you tell yourself i tell myself prioritize your time better yeah we, yeah, yeah yes okay we still are here <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh but now what what i would tell myself to prioritize your time prioritize your time appreciate the moment you ain't in no rush you ain't in no rush you got what's for you is gonna be for you. Yeah. Period. Point blank. Don't rush it. You good. You good. Appreciate the time. Take your time. Calm down. You good. And surround yourself with appreciate the people that surround you that's really pouring into you. Cause I got a bad habit of just going. I, I'm so used. To, I don't really have friends growing up, so I'm used to just real real life being alone. I ain't had no big brothers, no big sisters that that would just surround me. I ain't had no big cousins or none of that. My mama got one brother. Crackhead. He ain't had no he ain't had no kids or none of that. So I grew up alone. I ain't have if I'm fighting somebody, I'm about to go get my cousin. I'm about to go get my, no no none of that. I ain't have friends. So now that I'm older and I have people that pour into me, I gotta learn how to be more, uh, reach back out to them even more. Yeah. And to show that same love and appreciation that they give in importance and to me it's just I'm so used to just being alone. I can I go without just talking to nobody and be like Hold on, you ain't talk to your mentor. You ain't talk to your pop. You ain't talk to the person that always come to your events. Like I had a shout out to this guy called um, Uncle E. Yeah, he came to all my uh, events, and I only known him from year, for a year. He from California. I only know him from uh, he did nothing more for me than my whole family. And I be having to remind myself, like, man, you got a good person that important to you. Man, you don't call him, just check up on him. Call him, let him know how you been, because because if something happened, he gonna make sure he got you. And that's crazy to me. So I think that's that's what I would tell my my. Well, so what about you? You got to answer them too. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, I'll start with where you just left off, man. I'll just keep it short and simple. I would tell my future self to keep going. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, like I once told you, it's about the journey. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can get, you know, um, how do I want to put this? Sometimes we can veer off the path that we were meant to take, mm -hmm. and then we start. It's like being on a sidewalk and then you start walking in the street knowing that all this danger is there, mm. you know what I'm saying? And then something may happen drastically that'll put you back on track. Mm. But it's like, was it worth getting off track? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just stay the course. You feel me? Like heartbreak happens, pain happens, all of this. It, it makes us a better person. What's a uh, shout out to Aaron Green? Struggle made me. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. We're continuously struggling. That shit don't stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you struggle to make a book. You struggle mm -hmm. to do this. You struggle to do that. So I would just tell myself, you know, just to stay the course. Everything else is just going to happen. I'm one of them people. I don't really like to look too far into the future. What's going to happen is going to happen. What's meant for me is going to be meant for me. Yeah, facts. You know. Nah, yeah. Um, far as five years ago, me. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I ain't going to hold you, bro. I never thought I'd see y'all. I'm using terms like beautiful. I didn't use terms like beautiful right, yeah. five years ago, bro. I didn't. The first time I was even called king, I was in Detroit in a strip club off of Six Mile. Mm. Rough over there. Mm. I was in a strip club. A guy stepped on my shoe as I was trying to get a drink. Turned around. I'm like, damn, I'm in here with all females. He in here with a whole group of <laughs> I said, it's about to go down. First thing he did, he looked at me. He said, my bad, King. Mm. You can't just call me a King. Mm. That's different. Hey, man, you want to come in our section? We got some drinks and whatever. Nah, I'm good, bro. Appreciate it, though. I'm like, all right, he might be on one. I got a strap in the car. I'm going to have to watch him. Yeah, yeah. Being too nice. In the night, all right, came, man, you be easy. I'm like, oh, really? I went home, made it home, made it back to Indianapolis, and it threw me that I got called a king by somebody in a whole nother city that I don't know nothing about wow. in a rough part of Detroit. Mm -hmm. After that, women calling me king or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, I am a king. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Terms like beautiful and king. Even the organization I work for. I work for an organization called BU Wellness Network. Mm -hmm. And that organization, I am the only cisgender heterosexual male there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else is either transgender, a, a cisgender woman, um, or a gay man. Mm -hmm. Five years ago, I wouldn't have been around no LGBTQ communities like that. Mm -hmm. It ain't like I, I didn't like them. It's just that ain't what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. What do I look like hanging around y'all? <laughs> ain't got nothing in common, yeah. bro. Yeah. Now, man, it's just like they like my family. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We Every now and then somebody might get into it or whatever, but at the end of the day, man, everybody in there like a family. Mm -hmm. They treat me like one. I got a uh, shout-out to Damon. I call him my big brother. And he been like a big brother to me. Yeah, he is a gay man, but he ain't never try to holler at me or do that. And that's another thing, like this stigma. We think that gay people always want to holler at us. Yeah. Like that. Some of them think we ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And, man, it's just a beautiful thing just being in an environment I am. Like meeting people like you. Like, bro, I'm not going to lie. Five years ago, bro, I wasn't around people like you that's motivational and writing books and stuff like that bro and i really honestly i ain't care five years ago yeah i was 30 years old i'm 35 right now i was 30 years old only thing on my mind was i'm trying to get some yeah some money that is <laughs> 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 you know what i'm saying bro yeah. So yeah, I, was, I was yeah so that's that's that question that's the answer to that question but uh what was the what was the other question i, asked? I think it was the first question what was the first question um past the future and oh what is your um your deepest fear oh yeah yeah and bro i think what yours was is mine bro like my deepest fear is like my daughters and them being like daddy wasn't there when you should have been you Come know what on, i'm saying man. bro that it, i know that there's men and women out there that that hurts when they hear their child say something like that yeah. i can say the same thing like my real father died when I was almost two years old, so I didn't mm. know him. My stepfather ended up being a drug uh, drug addict, mm. whatever, and I don't really have a lot of fond memories of him. And then my other, well, it's my brother and them, my stepbrother and them father, he was an alcoholic, so I used to watch him beat my mama's ass. Mm. So I don't really have, and then like all my uncles and stuff, man, they were either in the streets selling drugs mm. or they were doing drugs. So I didn't have positive role models around me. And if they were around me, I looked at them like cornballs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't going to respect you anyway because you're a cornball to me. Mm -hmm. So um, now that I'm a father that really stand on morals and principles and stuff, that's that's my deepest fear is 
failing my my children. You know Most definitely, man. Cause man. And then we got girls, bro. You know, that's hard. Mm-hmm. As a black man, a lot of these young girls didn't have fathers, so they running around only fanning and mm-hmm. just doing stuff to get attention from men. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed every time somebody's birthday come up, they do like a half-naked photo shoot? Mm-hmm. Every time. Every time. Some of them might say, yeah, I had my father in my life, but was he active? Yeah, that's but the real question. have done that. Yeah. Especially if he alive, mm-hmm. you respect your father too much to even do something like that. And if you're going to do it, you wouldn't have televised it. Yeah. And, and, you know, no disrespect to anybody. I want to throw that out there. I ain't pointing out nobody. You know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> how I feel. I don't love you any less, Queens. Mm-hmm. Just saying, you know, whatever. So, Nah, definitely. It, it's, it, it does play a huge role because I see how uh, my, my twin is. Had played a role with her, with our pops not being, I guess, in the household, you know, as well, to help build that confidence. She had to learn how to build her own confidence. Mm. And, you know, that's that's different Yeah, to learn how to build your own confidence, um, especially after dealing with all these busters. Uh, that's <laughs> a lot of uh, you know, and then they tear you down even more. Yeah. So, yeah, no, nah, definitely having, having them baby girls, that, that, that's one thing that really bothered me because it's like, me as a young father, like I said, I don't be feeling like I got time like that. So I'm spending my time on the nine to five. I'm spending my time uh, chasing my goals with with the investments that I'm making inside the podcast, writing books, throwing events. And I'm trying to build all this so I can leave a legacy and so I can build a legacy while they're here. With the nine to five, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's now or, or never for me because I'm young. But then again, it's like if I'm spending all my time right here and all my daughters is getting is a weekend or picking them up a couple of times during the week, is all that even worth it? Let me ask you a question. You mind me asking how old you are, bro? Yeah, nah, yeah, I'm 25. You're 25? Yeah. I'm 35, so I got 10 years on you, right? Yeah. Bro, 10 years ago, bro, I wasn't thinking or, or moving like you. Yeah, I was in the house with my children. Mm. kind of like you know you, you always with your children but the way you think bro i wouldn't like that bro i didn't i didn't care bro you mm. know what i'm saying like i was there i did what i was supposed to do as a man halfway mm. but i wasn't there i treated my my younger two daughters mom i treated her bad mm. i didn't i didn't have any guidance and even though that's not an excuse i didn't have men around me like bro you shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't be doing this I had men encouraging the bullshit I was on. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm dogging her. I'm staying out late or whatever. My children are in the house, but I'm not actually with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I see you actually with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of you for that because that. at that age, bro, a lot of us wouldn't like that. Yeah. And the fact that you around men that are twice your age or a little bit older than you or whatever, and you get the... Bro, you ahead of your time, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Like, I, and I brag on you a whole lot, bro. Hey, I appreciate that, time, bro. You doing yoga with your children, man? Five, ten years ago, I wouldn't think about no goddamn yoga. I didn't uh, know what yoga was, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah. I know yoga. I was thinking about chasing ass. <laughs> hey, hey, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I ain't gonna lie. Like a couple years ago, I ain't like this now, but. Seeing somebody like you being the age you are, it, it used to bother me because it's like, damn, I should have been like that. Mm. But then it's like, but I got time. You know what I'm saying? My my kids ain't teenage. Well, my oldest daughter 13, but I got time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm always surrounded by so many black women, mm-hmm. like from the yoga uh, teachers to whatever. Because they're naturally nurturers. Man, come on, man. And they and they know it. You ain't even got to say you ain't feeling good today. They know it. They know it. And it's going to teach me how to do that with my daughter. Bro, I ain't going to lie. I, I don't know what it feels like to be a nurturer. And that, right now, I'm being vulnerable with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. when my daughter fall and scrape her knee, come on, get up. Dust it off. You all right? All right, baby, give me a hug. All right, go on about your business. Instead mm-hmm. of, let me see your knee. Let me look at it. You okay, baby? You mm-hmm. I'm always, and now I see how they move. They move like one of my daughters, when she cries, she don't even want to show me she's crying, bro. She'll turn around, uh. wipe her face, 
turn back around. I've seen it happen. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They don't like to cry in front of me because they, I taught them that. That's deep because I'm the same way, bro. Are you are? Yeah. So it's, when you're saying I, I can relate because I'm the exact same way. And it's, I think the reason I'm like that is because growing up, I I never had affection with my mother. Like, she ain't know I love Even to this day, man, I, you'll probably never, ever hear me and my mother say I love you or me and my twin sister, I love you. We just never did that. We never hugged, none of that. We don't hug our mama. We don't hug each other. So I think that play a part in that, too, for me. No me too, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, I ain't said this a lot, <laughs> and it ain't no disrespect for my mom, but she had me when she was 15. Mm. So I practically grew up with my mama, mm. and it ain't her fault. You know what I'm nah, saying? Nah. She was just, I'm growing up with you, so she's learned. Ain't no blueprint to raising a child. Nah. Well, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I kind of resented her for certain things. You feel me? And like, I tell my mama I love her now, but it, it still kind of feel weird to say it. Yeah. And I don't give my mama a lot of hugs. You yeah. feel me like yeah. that? Like, I love my mama. Like, I know you love your mama. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's something that we got to learn. Yep. We didn't grow up learning that. Yep. Like, it's missing or something. I don't know. And the funny thing is, someone will probably be like, well, if you didn't get that and you wanted it, why didn't you give it? It's, I don't know how to. It's kind of weird. So, like, when my daughter, I had to learn how to be very affectionate, even when I sent, every time I sent hugs and kisses. Yeah. And I ain't gonna lie, even to this day, it still feel weird to me because I didn't grow up with it, yep. but I'm getting better. So I had to kind of teach myself how to do it for my daughters because I didn't receive it. So yeah, now nah, that definitely, yeah, my daughters fall and hit their little knee and I be, I try my best as I yeah. can to like, you know, but yeah, I'm I'm the same way and I'm glad you told me that now so I can be overly, yeah. oh, come here, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> for real, because so, I don't want them to grow up to be extra hard body, extra yeah. Tell, act like they got to hide how they feel and from me or none of that because I want my daughters to forever be able to come come to me about whatever, especially when they get older. Like, because I know, you know, as as they get older, when they like 15, 16, they might get in a position where they might be with their friends or something and I don't want to call daddy going to be mad anymore. Nah, call, I'm going to be mad if you don't call me. Call me. I don't care if you over there and y'all was talking about I don't want you to talk. Call me because if you get in a bad position, I want to be able to come to your rescue and I want you to be able to know that I ain't about to be mad at you at all. I don't care what you was doing. I ain't about to be mad at you. At all, bro. I tell my daughters that now. Like any, don't ever feel like you can't call me for nothing. Come on. And the more and more I am around, um, you know, nurturing women or whatever. And bro, let, let's just start here. Yeah. I like being around women. Yeah. Bro, I don't like going to the shindig where it's just me and my homies <laughs> and they got liquor and everything. For one, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be hanging around with y'all all the time. I love women. I love Me too. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And when people hear us say we love women, I think they take that out of context. Like, we we whores or something. Nah, nah, yeah. Like, no, I love women, especially black women. Yeah. See, I was raised around women, so I'm more comfortable around women anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely definitely feel what you're saying. The vibe is just different. It's it's different, bro. And then they teach you things. I know it's probably, for you too, I know you probably could be in a room full of, like, Six to ten women, it, and they won't, they won't even notice that you're the only man in the Republic. Oh, they, they notice me. Ah! <laughs> no, I'm saying like, I'm saying as no. far as like. Okay. <laughs> 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 hey, he got me. Hey, that was it. <laughs> nah, but not for real. I'll no, be in a room, and I'll be just comfortable. Yeah. I'll be just chilling. But if I'm in a room full of dudes, I ain't be on. Be yeah, comfortable. Yeah, I ain't going to lie to you. Guard, and you trying to. This, hey, this dude might be looking at me kind of funny. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's it's, and then it depends on the the crap what we doing. Yeah, yeah. You just chilling, bro. I'm not coming to just chill, bro. If you got an yeah, event cool. like what you had, especially if it's a event for all black men, then hell y'all show up. Mm-hmm. But if we just about to be kicking, you gonna be up. One dude gonna be over there rolling up a blunt, and a, bro, I didn't come. I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? And you said you're 35 now. I mean, sure, you, that's that's like some little 16, 17, 18. Oh, it is. And I still see 35, 37, 38-year-olds still doing I got a cousin that's pushing 50, bro. <laughs> and he still like to hang with the young ones. Go to the club. I told my little cousin, he, in his, he about the same age as you. I said, bro, that's the example of what you do not ever want to be like, bro. Look man. Him, bro. Man, at that age, man, he's supposed to be somewhere with your wife. Come on, bro. Chilling with the kids. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cigar, kicked up, talking about 
the keys to elevating, you know? Ah. Ah. Yeah, I like how you put that. Hey, key, hey, y'all grab the keys to elevate my book, Demond Hicks, three chapters, environment, positive thinking, and intentional action. Don't play yourself. Pay yourself. A little like that. I'm like, I think I'm about to start using that. Write that down. <laughs> Don't play yourself. Pay That's yourself. A good way to, to, to slide smooth it. Okay. Slide smooth it. Ooh. <laughs> hey, I funny. knew I liked you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. But uh, man, I think this was a good episode, man. Um, yeah, this was this was a great episode, man. And uh, man, I wanna I want you to lead the people with just some inspirational words, and then after that, tell them where they can find you at and to follow you. All the information they need to know. Man, I'm going to leave y'all with this. This is the first thing that came to my brain. So I'm going to say it. You wasn't put on this earth to be liked. A lot of us care about what people think about us, and it prevents us from growing. Mm. A lot of us do things that we don't want to do to appease someone else. Mm. We weren't put here to be liked. Mm. If people don't like you, I'm going to say a cuss word, and it's okay. Oh, fuck go ahead. Fuck them. Yeah, absolutely. Hold on. Nah. I need you to say it again. I got to record you saying that. I, 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 go ahead. Hold on. Say that one, one more time. You wasn't put on this earth to be liked. We weren't put here to do things that we don't want to do to appease someone else. What I say to this is, if somebody don't like you, fuck them. Fuck them. And they get to kick it out of that yoga studio. <laughs> That's my attitude. It's like, I don't, I can't really fully say I don't give a fuck because I wouldn't be talking about it, but it's like, fuck them. I don't give a fuck. If you don't like me, that's okay. You can go like someone else. Nah, that's, and that's, and that's just, that's true. Bernie Mac said it. Bernie Mac, yeah. <laughs> fuck him up against the wall. <laughs> crazy glue. <on> it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, not for real. Nah, but yeah, I, I want to leave him with that, man. Like, do what you do, do what you love to do, man. Don't ever. Feel like you have to go out of your way to appease somebody else like nah bro you know we was put here to be you know um um to distribute love and peace and you know all of that stuff but at the end of the day bro don't don't put yourself in the ground trying to make a motherfucker like you it's man fuck them yeah fuck about none of that nah, what else you tell me you're leaving with nah you good you good nah it did just uh <laughs> let them know oh, where they can find you so you can find me on Facebook, uh, Paradise McLean. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's Paradise underscore the vibe underscore. I think it's McLean. Yeah, McLean. Um, for our Snapchat, don't worry about that. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> um, where else can you find me? Uh, I teach at City Yoga Mondays at 7.30 p.m. It's a BIPOC class if anybody interested. It's donation-based, so if you don't have it, I still want you to come. I teach on Saturdays at City Yoga, 2.30 p.m., BIPOC class. If you don't have it, still come. I teach on Saturdays at 8 a.m., Now that's a diverse class. City Yoga is hot yoga. City Yoga is located at 2442 Central Avenue. And, um, yeah, that's where you can catch me at, or you can catch me with bro, you know, uh, elevating them keys. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, talk to talk. <laughs> Hey y'all, uh man, tap in with another one. It felt good to be back. For real, it felt good to be back. And um y'all stay tapped in. I know I've been gone for a little minute, but stay tapped in. I'ma drop a couple more and y'all just let me know what y'all think about it. You know, tag me. And uh yeah, tap in with another one, y'all. Peace. <laughs>